Hello and welcome to Main Menu for November 18th, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin and I'll be your host for the next hour. David Tanner is unavailable this week, but we'll be back on the next Main Menu show. This week, David Woodbridge from Vision Australia shows us how to transfer Daisy Books to the Read to Go app from Bookshare using iTunes and Windows. Then, Shane Davidson tells us about a new Twitter client called Twitmonger. Finally, Lisa Brooks demonstrates the Text Grabber OCR application for the iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. That's what's coming up on this week's edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu. was produced by Vision Australia. You can visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. The audio presentation you're about to hear was done on behalf of the Vision Australia Library and makes reference to the Vision Australia Library service, audio DAISY CDs, and also the Vision Australia iAccess download service for obtaining audio DAISY and text-based DAISY content, such as the newspapers. However, what it's really referring to is having these DAISY books on your hard drive, USB stick, etc., in folders. So if that said, you should be able to follow along quite nicely on your own system if you want to transfer DAISY books that are in folders over to the Read2Go application on your iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad. Of course, keeping in mind that during the demonstration, I do actually say that the folders need to be zipped up or archived into one file to transfer the content over. So with that, please feel free to sit back and listen to the audio demonstration on transferring Daisy Books over to Read2Go using iTunes in Windows. Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of transferring a DAISY book from your Windows laptop using iTunes over to your iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad using Read2Go, the DAISY player from Bookshare to listen to your DAISY books on your iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad. And I should just say at the beginning that you don't need to be a Bookshare member to actually use the Read2Go application to read non-copyrighted DAISY books that you obtain from the Vision Australia Library or iAccess service as a library member of Vision Australia. So let me first of all say that I've currently got my Windows laptop turned on, my screen reader is running. I've got my iPhone 4S in this case plugged into my computer via the USB cable and I've also downloaded the two DAISY books that we'll be working with. One's text DAISY and one's audio DAISY. The newspaper being the text and the book being the audio DAISY versions. 
I've already downloaded them to a directory on my C drive in this case, and that I've called that particular folder called Daisy, and my Daisy books are underneath that folder at the moment. So I'm actually not using the default Vision Australia folder that you'll find normally on your desktop when you use the iAccess service. So slightly different, but the whole transfer process will be exactly the same, and other things that we need to do will also be exactly the same. So let's go and access those two DAISY books first because we need to do something to them to be able to transfer them across to the iPhone. So I'm going to do Windows M to get to my desktop. Windows M, desktop, folder view, list view, i-access, downloader, demo. And I'm actually going to access my folder by just using the Windows run command. Type in the folder name and press enter. Now if you actually had the Vision Australia folder on your desktop, as I do, you can just type in V, like this, v, Vision Australia downloads. and press enter, and that would actually open up the appropriate folder. It's, I use a separate folder mainly because I'm actually accessing both the Vision Australia CDs that I copy across to my DAISY folder, and also the iAccess service. So that's why I particularly use my own folder, to just to organise things a bit better. So in my case, let me do Windows R for run. Windows R, run dialog. I type in the path for the folder, so that's C, C colon, backslash, D-A-I-S-Y, enter. Enter, C colon, backslash, daisy, folder view, list view, not selected, Ender's game, file folder, 8 slash 11 slash 2011. Okay, so I've got Ender's game, that's a folder which contains items in it that make up the whole daisy book, and pressing down arrow. Folder view list view the Sydney Morning Herald dash eight dash one one dash two zero one one file folder eight slash eleven. Okay, that's the Sydney Morning Herald. That's the newspaper. Again, it's in a folder, and it's got lots of items in there that make up the whole newspaper or the Daisy Book. Now, when you transfer items over to your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad using iTunes, the Retico application will only accept a archived or zipped file that contains the whole. Daisy book. So in this case, the Ender's Game book or the Sydney Morning Herald newspaper. So let's start with the audio book first and press the up arrow. Ender's Game. And I bring up my context menu and you can press your applications key for that. Oh, I like using Shift F10, function key 10. Shift F10, context menu to navigate. Press. And I'm going to press down arrow to get down to send to submenu. Explore X. Search dot 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 sharing and security dot dot shared folders in send the submenu N. Okay, that's the one that I want. I'm going to press enter. Enter. Bluetooth submenu P. And I'm going to press down until we get compress or zip. Bookport D. Compressed left parent zip right parent folder C. Okay, compressed zip folder. So I'm actually going to compress what I'm currently highlighted in my folder, which is the end game folder. Pressing enter. Enter to navigate. Press left or right arrow. Leaving menu bar. C colon backslash daisy. Folder view list view. Enter's game file folder 8 slash 11 slash 2011 11 49 a.m. 1 of 2. Folder view list view. Enter's game file folder 8 slash 11 slash 2011 11 49 a.m. 1 of 2. To move to items use the arrow keys. Compressing dot 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 dialog. SM0010.mp3 10 seconds remaining. Cancel button to activate. Press space bar. 45%. 65%. 70%, 83%, 100%, back slash daisy, folder view, list view, enders game, file folder 8 slash 11 slash 2011 11 49 a.m., 1 of 3, to move to items, use the arrow keys. 
And as you can tell after all that, we've now got three items in there. Now, I could have just pressed the control key to silence the voice while it was doing that, but I thought it was handy for you to listen to it compressing the folder. So if I press the down arrow key, the Sydney Morning Herald, and dash down arrow Okay, there's the endersgame.zip file, which contains that whole folder now that contains all the items for the Daisy book. So let's do the same thing for the Sydney Morning Herald. So I'm going to press up arrow. The Sydney Morning Herald, dash 8 dash 11 dash 2011. And let's create a zip file for this one as well. So Shift F10 or Applications key. Shift F10, context. Down arrow to send to. Explore at search dot sharing and secure share full send to submenu and. It's the send to submenu, pressing enter. Enter, Bluetooth submenu. Down to compressed. Book port, compressed left parent zip right parent folder. And C. pressing enter to now compress or zip the Sydney Morning Herald folder to give us that one file again. Enter and leaving menus. C colon backslash daisy. Folder view list view. The Sydney Morning Herald. Dash eight dash one one dash two zero one one file folder eight slash eleven slash twenty eleven eleven forty nine AM two of three. Folder view list view. The Sydney Morning Herald. Dash eight dash one one dash two zero one one file folder eight slash eleven slash twenty eleven eleven forty nine AM two of three. To move the items use the arrow keys. Forty seven percent. Compressing dot 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 dialog 10,290-0098-D3.smil 10 seconds remaining Cancel button to activate press space bar C colon backslash daisy Folder view list view The Sydney Morning Herald Dash 8 dash 11 dash 2011 File folder 8 slash 11 slash 2011 49 AM 2 of 4 To move the items use the arrow keys Okay, so we've now got 4 items So if I press my dinner Enders game dot zip The Sydney Morning Herald Dash 8 dash 11 dash 2011 zip Okay, so we've got two zip files now. We've got the Enders Game zip file, and we've got the Sydney Morning Herald zip file. And they're the two items that are now archived that we're going to transfer over to Read2Go to read those DAISY items on our iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. So let's just be nice and tidy. I'm just going to close that folder by doing Alt F4. Alt F4. And let's go and run iTunes. So I'm actually just going to press Windows M. I don't know the Windows key and press M for minimize to go to my desktop. Windows M, desktop, folder view, list view, Vision Australia downloads, 22 of 22. To move the items, use the arrow keys. And let me type I to see if I can jump to iTunes. I, Internet Explorer. I, I-access downloader demo. I, iTunes. There's iTunes indeed. I'm pressing enter. Enter iTunes, sources, tree view, music, one to four. To move through or expand items, use the arrow keys. Music. Now, as I said at the beginning of this demo, I've already got my iPhone plugged in via the USB cable. And because my iPhone is called David, I can just type in the letter D to jump down to David on my source list. So I'm pressing D now. D. David's iPhone, battery colon 45% left parent charging right parent closed. Okay, David's VI iPhone. Now I'm going to press tab to get over to the apps button. So I'm pressing tab now and I'll keep pressing tab till I get to the apps button. Tab, button summary radio button check. Tab, button info radio button not tab, button apps radio button not checked. To change the selection, press up or down okay, arrow. Press the space bar to select it. Space. And if we just want to check that we've selected it, I'm just going to press tab forward and then shift tab to go back and have it reread. Tab, button ring, touch, shift tab, button apps radio, button check to change the selection, press so up or down arrow. I did that because I'm really trying to avoid doing specific screen reader commands because this should work with most screen readers that you use in Windows and not any specific screen reader. Now the reason why I selected the apps button is because we need to use the 
apps panel to be able to transfer those two zip files that we've just created over to, in this case, my iPhone. So I'm going to press tab until I get to the apps table, which is a list of apps that are actually on my iPhone that can receive files from my Windows laptop stroke iTunes. So let me press tab to get over to there. I'll keep pressing tab till I get there. Tab, button read, tab, button mute, tab, button move, tab, button teams, tab, button podcast, tab, button books raise, tab, button photos, tab, sync apps, checkbox, not checked, the check, press space, tab, David's vibe, tab, select apps to be installed on your tab, the apps listed below can transfer documents between your iPhone and this computer, read only, tab, file sharing apps, table tree view, to move through or expand items, use the arrow keys, area GPS, to move through or expand. Okay, that's the first app that can receive files, that's Ariadne GPS. Now you also might have heard it say apps unchecked. That's because this is my Windows laptop and I'm not syncing apps from my Windows machine. I'm only syncing apps with my Mac, with my iPhone. But even though I've got apps unchecked, that doesn't stop me using the file transfer feature of iTunes to transfer Daisy Books, in this case, over to my iPhone. So that's down arrow here to get to read to go. Leo, just dash wise dash free. Daisy Worm, Downcast, Garage Band, and Daisy, Kindle, List Recorder, Money Reader, Pages, Read to Go. Now remember the reason why Read to Go is in this list, as are all the other applications, is the fact that they've been previously installed on my iPhone. If Read to Go, for example, wasn't installed on my iPhone, it wouldn't appear in this list. So if I press tab now. Tab, read to go documents, three view dragons, underline, nest, underline, left parent, dragons, underline, of underline, delta, underline, nine, seven, eight, zero, four, three, nine, six, three, three, seven, three, four, underline, David, dot, Woodbridge, one of eleven. Okay, now the files that are actually in this table are already in read to go on my iPhone. And I could actually press the backspace key or in the delete key, as some people call it, to actually get rid of those. So let me just down here and just show you. Host. Path underline of underline the underline fewer underline nine seven eight zero six seven one seven. So let's say I want to get rid of that one. If I press the backspace key. Blank iTunes dialog. Are you sure you want to delete the selected document from your iPhone? Delete button to activate okay, so press space bar. So in this case, I'm just going to press escape. Escape. Read to go. We just going to press the space bar on the delete button, and it would have deleted out of the iPhone stroke ready to go. But we want to add those two items, so I'm going to press tab, tab add, dot, 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 button. and press space bar on add, because we want to add an item, or items in this case, to read to go. Space, iTunes dialog, file name, colon. Now the file name, now this is currently pointing to my Vision Australia downloads file. If I press shift tab, it'll just go to that folder. Because I want to go to my DAISY file that I've created previously, I'm just going to type in C colon backslash D-A-I-S-Y. Otherwise, you could navigate to the directory where you've actually zipped up the Daisy books to be transferred over to your iPhone, Touch, or iPad. So let's do Enter. Enter. And then press Shift Tab to get to the file list. Shift Tab. List view not selected. Enter's game. One of four. And press the down to get past the two first folders. Enter's game. Sydney Morning Herald. Sydney Morning Herald folder. And down again. Enter's game dot zip. Enter's game dot zip. That's the one in DB Mont. So I'm going to press Enter. Enter and basically that's now in the process of being added to iPhone stroke read to go 
So let's do that again. I'm going to press spacebar on add. Space, iTunes dialog, and shift tab to go to the file list because I'm already in that directory already. Shift tab, list view not selected, enter and let's go down to the, the Sydney Morning Herald. So pass the first two folders. The Sydney Morning Herald, Enders game dot zip. Pass Enders game dot zip. Then again. The Sydney Morning Herald, dash eight dash one one dash two zero one one dot zip. And that's Sydney Morning Herald. So let's press enter to select that one. Enter. Add dot 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 button to activate. Press spacebar. Now remember, depending on the file size that you're transferring across, it may take a little while. But we want to see if it's there, so let's press Shift-Tab to go to that list of documents that's currently in ready to go and see if it also includes the City Morning Herald and the Ender's Game Daisy Books that we've just transferred across. So pressing Shift-Tab. Shift-Tab. Read to go documents, three view post, three of 13. To move through or expand items, use the arrow keys. Okay, and there's now 13 books in there, so indeed it's there. Let's just make double sure, so let's down arrow through the books. Add underline of underline, the underline, rogue underline, squadron underline, left parent star underline, wars underline, next dash win, Sydney Morning Herald, dash 8 dash 11 dash 2011 zip. Yeah, it's the Sydney Morning Herald. And let's just press up arrow to get back up to Ender's Game. Zip. And there's Ender's Game. So they're already on there. So really, that's all you have to do to get the books on there. And now we can go to Read to Go to access those Daisy books. So I'm actually going to eject my iPhone out of iTunes. So I'm just going to press F6 on the keyboard, function key 6. F6. Sources preview David sources. Battery colon 48% left pair. And I'm going to press Shift F10. If you want to, the applications key. So Shift F10. Shift F10. Context menu to navigate. Eject E. And I'm going to eject the iPhone. Enter. Leaving menu. My iPhone's now been ejected. I'm actually just going to close my laptop. And let me grab my iPhone. And let's find my read to go application on my screen. And I'm going to just touch the screen on my read to go item. Read to go. Okay, there's read to go. One finger double tap to open. Of course, I'm running voiceover on the iPhone. Read to go. What you'll find when you run read to go, it actually has to unpack the books that we've just transferred across. So it may take a little while to come up with the initial screen. Bookshelf 13, heading. Okay, so I've got into the bookshelf application and it said 13. So I'm going to touch the top of my screen towards the top of the Red2Go application. Selected. Title. Tab. One of three. Okay, so it's currently, if I flick to the right now, it said title. Flick to the right. Author. Tab. That's two author. Three. Latest. Tab. Three of latest. three. Latest. Now I'm going to double tap on latest because I want to see my books I've just transferred across up the top of my list. So one finger double tap on latest. Selected. Latest. Tab. Three of three. You can either drag your finger down the screen to listen to the titles in this case organized by latest as of the most recent I'm just going to flick to the right with one finger because I just find sometimes it's a bit easier just going item by item search button Sydney Morning Herald Tuesday the 8th of November 2011 first okay, edition a vision Australia Herald. production copyright Fairfax Holdings and one more finger flick to the right Ender's Game Orson Scott card and there's Ender's Game so let's do the Sydney Morning Herald first so one finger flick to the left Sydney Morning Herald Tuesday, the 8th of November, 2011. Of course, a voiceover command. Book detail. Bookshelf. Back button. And if I touch down a third of the way down the screen. Sydney Morning Held. Tuesday, the 8th of November, 2011. Sydney Morning Held. Tuesday, the 8th of November, Sydney Morning 2011. Held. One finger flick First to the right. Read button. And there's the read button. One finger double tap. Section. Business. Subsection. General. Headline. Briefs. Takeovers. Beach wash. 
Beach Energy has been swamped with okay, early acceptances for its $94 million bid for Blade Energy, aimed at cementing Beach's leg roll and the emerging shale gas potential of the Cooper Basin. And I've currently got my voice rate set at about 160, so it actually reads the book a little bit faster. And if we come down towards the bottom, and just above the home button, button, we've got play, pause, and I flick to the left. Previous phrase. Previous phrase. Flick to the left again. Previous section. Button. Previous section. So I flick to the right. Previous phrase. Flick to the right. Play, pause. Back to play. Button. Then we've got next phrase. Next button. phrase. Next section. Next button. section. So I'm going to leave it on next section, and I'm going to do a two-finger double tap to start it reading. Play. Airports. Map profit steep. If I do one finger double Map. tap. The majority. Next subsection. Section. Block lines. Okay, Headline. Section block line. Section now. Last week's G20 summit in Kansas. Subsection. subsection. Board stish. Headline. Signature force to increase buyback terms. But subsection. Section. Brief. Headline. Mining tax battle could go and to court by Peter Kerr. The Gillard go- Pause. To stop it. And of course I could just let it play and sit back and listen to it. So let's get back to the bookshelf to go and select the Ender's Game audiobook. And by the way, the a cappella voice that you're listening to was Heather. You can also choose the other a cappella voice, which is male, which is Ryan. In another demonstration, I'll actually go through setting up the Read to Go application, but in this demonstration, it's more to do with getting the book from your Windows laptop onto your iOS device, i.e., your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad, and listening to your book. So that's the Sydney Morning Herald. As I said, let's go and find Ender's Game. So I'm going to touch the top bookshelf. left hand side of the button. screen. That's the bookshelf button. One finger double tap. Let's bookshelf. go towards the top and find that Ender's title. Game. Search button. Selected title. Tab okay. one, one of finger three. flick to the right. Author. Tab two of latest. Tab three of three. And I'm still going to double tap on latest. Selected latest. Tab three of and three. And one finger flick to the right. Search button. Selected. Sydney Morning Herald, Tuesday the 8th of November, 2011, first Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card. And here's Ender's Game, so one finger double tap to open that. Book detail, bookshelf, back button. Okay, let's touch towards the top of the screen. Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card. That's the name of the book. One finger flick to the right. Read button. That's the read button, one finger double tap. Ender's Bookshelf, button. About this daisy book. This Daisy Book has been produced by converting an existing analog recording. It may contain references to and artifacts of the original okay, tape recording. So rather than getting electronic speech, because this is an audio Daisy Book, when they're getting the audio each book now reading to us in a Daisy format. So two-finger double tap to pause. pause. Let's come down to the home button, go slightly above it. Play pause. So there's button. a play pause, and of course, as with the Sydney Morning Herald Daisy text, one finger flick to the left. Previous phrase. Previous phrase. Previous section. Button. Previous section. And one finger flick back to the right. Previous phrase. Play pause. Next phrase. Next section. Button. Okay, and I'll leave it on next section. So I'm going to do a two finger double tap to start it playing again. Play. If it does not contain page numbers, you can still navigate by and because using I've still got the focus on the next book section, one finger double tap. Next section. This book is copyright. One finger double tap. Next section. This edition of Print Book was published by One Legend. Double tap. This recording was made in the audio tap. Next section. It contains One a dedication. Tap. Next section. Dedication. One finger double tap. Next section. Acknowledgements. One finger double tap. Next section. Introduction. Narrator's note. If you wish to skip this introduction and proceed straight yeah, to chapter one, so let's do One finger double tap again. Next section. Chapter one. Third. Begin alternate typeface. I've watched through his eyes, I've listened through his ears, and I tell you, he's the one. 
Here we go. Server starting to listen to the board. So you can the double tap. Pause. To pause. And of course, we can then go back to the bookshelf, the top left hand side. Bookshelf. Button. So double tap. Selected. Bookshelf. And 13. we can go and select another Orson Scott card. Daisy book, etc. So that is a quick demonstration of transferring either a Daisy text or Daisy audio book from your Windows laptop using iTunes via a USB cable onto your iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad. The main thing to remember is that you need to zip up the Daisy book that you get, in this case, from the Vision Australia Library or the Vision Australia iAccess service to be able to transfer it over to the, in this case, Read2Go application, in my case, on my iPhone. So that concludes this demo for the moment. I'm actually going to close the Read2Go application just by pressing the Home button. Read2Go. And as I said during the demonstration, there will be a demo on configuring and using the Read2Go application. That concludes this demonstration. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. You can visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Hello fellow ACB Radio main many listeners, my name is Shane Davidson, one of the lead developers for the Twitmonger Twitter client. Available at http colon slash slash twitmonger T-W-I-T-M as in Mary O-N as in Norman G-E-R dot S-H-A-N-E-D as in Delta dot net. What is Twitmonger? Twitmonger is based off of the no longer developed Twitter client that used to be developed for Twitter. Twitmonger's basic function is Twitter and Twitter alone. We have gone ahead and cleaned out all other non-Twitter-related segments and parts, making Twitmonger sleek and easy to use. You have access to all your familiar Twitter keystrokes and systems that were used in the Twitter session in a client that is faster, much more responsive, and under active development. Where are we going with this client? Well, by the time we hit an actual Gold 1.0 release, we intend to have a client that can be used by both the sighted and the blind community alike. Whether you'd like a GUI or whether you don't want a GUI, whatever the case may be, it's what you'll get. You'll be able to set an option and either have an Outlook style of GUI or turn off the GUI and go back to the GUI-less version of the exact same application. For more information or to download the application that is currently in alpha stage, please go to http colon slash slash twitmonger t-w-i-t-m-o-n-g-e-r dot s-h-a-n-e-d dot net. If you'd like to join other Twitmonger users in discussing the client, Join the Twitmonger users mailing list. You can do that by sending a blank email message to twitmonger, T-W-I-T-M-O-N-G-E-R, 
underscore users dash subscribe at lists l i s as in sam t s as in sam dot shane d s as in sierra h as in hotel a as in alpha n as in norman e as in echo d as in delta dot net once again that address is twitmonger underscore users dash subscribe at lists dot shane d dot net Reply to the confirmation message, and you will be successfully subscribed to the Twitchmonger user's mailing list. For up-to-the-minute updates on what's happening in the development of Twitchmonger, you can also follow us on Twitter. The account you want to follow is Twitmonger underscore dev. That's T-W-I-T-M-O-N-G-E-R underscore D-E-V. I do hope you'll join us in this endeavor to create a Twitter application that brings us sighted and blind communities onto the same playing field. For ACB Radio's Main Menu, I'm Shane Davidson. Hello everyone, my name is Lisa Brooks, and I'm here today to demonstrate and give you a review of an application for the iPhone, and it is called Text Grabber. Text Grabber is a program that will allow you to scan a printed document and run it through an optical character recognition software. You can, at that point, take the text and translate it into other languages. You can leave it alone and read it in English. You can edit the text off of the program. You can use the iPhone's copy and paste features to paste it anywhere you'd like. Or you can send it as an email. You can post it as your status on Facebook, Twitter, and on Evernote. My purpose of using the program is just I wanted something that I could use to read my mail because we have a scanner-printer combination and we've used Kurzweil as our reading software and something happened to that combination and I wanted a way to be able to read my mail to figure out what was coming in so I wouldn't get behind on the bills and things while I was trying to get the scanner fixed. And um, so hopefully I'll give you, there are five other scan and read programs that you can use on your iPhone that I know of. There's probably more. Um, and I've had the best results with this one. I need to thank Larry Wanger, who is my iPhone guru, because he was the one that recommended TextGrabber to me. The advantage of using TextGrabber is that when you're scanning a page, you don't need to know what the orientation is. So it'll work if the page is upside down or turned sideways, um, and that's a big benefit. It doesn't tell you, however, once it's scanned, it won't give you orientation results, just so that you know that it doesn't do that. Now, uh, TextGrabber is about 28 MB worth of space, so on, I'm using an iPhone 4 for this demonstration, so I had to download that off the iTunes store. Let's get started. When you load TextGrabber onto your phone, it's ready to go. And the only thing that you want to be aware of is you want to change one setting and you want to turn the flash on your camera to on. By default, it's set to off. And even though your iPhone, the newer iPhones come with automatic flash on, on many of the cameras, you want to help your phone get the best scan as possible and one of the ways that you can enhance that is to turn your flash on.
before we actually take a picture of a document, and I have two that I'm going to practice on today, the keys to getting a good picture are, one is to make sure that wherever you're taking the picture that you have good lighting around you. Whether that means making uh, turning on a lamp by your desk or wherever you're scanning, you can try and do a scan by a window because that light will help as well. If you are totally blind like me and have no light perception, one of the things that you could try, whether you're out in public or at home, to make sure that you have a good light source nearby, there is an iPhone app called Light Detect, and that's 99 cents. And what that does is it will beep at you when you're um, near a light source, and the pitch of the beep will go up or down depending on how close or far away you are from a light source. So if you wanted to add another gadget to your iPhone application arsenal, that might be something to consider if you're concerned about the lighting because you want to have the best light possible so that the camera can take the best picture possible. The other thing to be aware of is I am going to do this demonstration on an iPhone 4. Your, if you have an iPhone 4S, your scanning results will probably be better than mine because your camera is better. If you have an iPhone 3, you may want to lower your expectations a little bit because that camera is not as good. And I can only imagine that as time goes by and they continue to improve the qualities of the cameras and the more megapixels that cameras can take with each picture, the better results that everyone will get a chance to see. The other thing that's key to taking a good quality picture is the positioning of your phone in relationship to the page that you're going to scan. Unlike a flatbed scanner where you can put a piece of paper down on the scanner and then close the lid and then the camera will take a picture of the whole page, you're using the phone camera which is this little tiny window and in my case my phone camera is on the upper right hand corner of the phone and that camera, that little tiny window, is going to have to get a view of the whole entire page. So in order to facilitate that, there's a couple of ways to do that. What is most commonly done is you lay your paper down, text side up. And again, the nice thing about Text Grabber is the orientation doesn't necessarily need to be right side up and you know facing like you're going to actually be reading it. It can be upside down or sideways. You want to center the camera in your phone to be in the middle of the page. And I just generally will put my phone and try and center the camera on the on flat against the top of the middle of the page and center everything. And then what you do then is you lift the phone up into the air, try and hold it as steady and level as possible. And this takes a lot of practice in terms of how far away the phone needs to be from the paper that you're taking a picture of. And in general, the bigger size paper that you're using, the further away that you want to be. Um, if your paper is smaller, you generally it's okay to be closer. There's a lot of hit and miss to this, and I, I think this is the hardest part. And in fact, when I did scans just holding the phone in the air, trying not to get my pinky in the way of the camera, and taking the picture. I, I didn't have very good results this way. Keep in mind, too, that if your camera, while you're holding it up in the air, if the camera is tilted in any way, that it will mess up the angle of the picture. So you have to be really, really careful. Another way that you can hold the phone, if you don't want to just hold it up in the air above the page, is... Set the paper in front of you 
And I'm right-handed, so those of you who are left-handed, um, sorry, you're just going to have to reverse my directions. Um, I put my elbow on to the right of the page so that my I'm, ha- I'm showing bad manners. And um, so my elbow's on the table to the right of the page. My hand, my arm is up in the air, and my palm is flat. The palm of my hand is is facing up toward the ceiling. But I'm turning my fingers so that my fingers are pointing to the left and my thumb is pointing forward. And that way I can hold the phone in my hand, yet have the camera portion hanging above my index finger so that the camera is flat, but the camera portion is pointing toward the page. And I can take a picture that way as well. Again, trying to center the camera to the most center point of the page as possible. I had a little bit better results when I held the phone this way, um, but they weren't consistent. And in all of the three scanning techniques, that was the second one that I've tried. Um, I've never been able to be 100% consistent. But by far, the better way that I have found to do it is to rig up my own iPhone stand. And what I've done here is I have a keyboard tray on the on my desk. So I pull the keyboard tray out. I move the keyboard back. I lay the document on the keyboard tray so that now what I have is a keyboard tray sticking out of the end of the desk. And the desk is above the keyboard tray, back from it, about four or five inches. And then I turn my phone upside down so that the camera is hanging over the lip of the desk and if I could look in the viewfinder in my camera standing up looking down what my camera now is pointing to is the paper so this way when I have my camera phone upside down and my camera hanging over the side of the desk the keyboard tray is out and my camera is now pointing to the paper And this way I don't have to worry that my phone's going to fall off because the desk is holding most of the weight and um, length of the phone. And the only thing hanging over the side is the camera. You can do this if you don't have a keyboard tray. I've tried it in my kitchen where I have, um, I've got a bar and some bar stools. So I just put my phone down, upside down, and hold, have the camera hanging over the lip of the bar. And then I put a piece of paper on top of the bar stool and I've taken a picture that way. So I know it's a little unorthodox and it might look a little strange, but I'm at home and I don't care who might see me. And, um, you know, when I'm out in public, I might do something different. But this has been the most effective way that I've found to create a consistent scan. Okay, so enough chatter. And um, I'm going to, I've got a page here. This was a piece of paper that was in my husband's pocket. And I don't know what it is. So I'm going to. Try and scan this. Okay, so as I mentioned before, my phone is upside down. So what would normally be the bottom of my screen in the middle is a camera button. Um, There's a couple of other buttons here. I'm not going to go through them all because I just want to show you how this works. There's a photo button. That's not the one you want. You want the one that says camera dark. And I'm going to one finger double tap that. My page is was centered, and you heard the camera flash noise and the little uh, chirp thing that the phone does. Now, at this point, I'm going to pick up my phone. 
on screen is the document that we just took a picture of. And in this application, there are some manipulation buttons. If I had vision and, I don't know, maybe I got, I could cut off the end of the desk that I'm sure is also probably in this picture. Um, you know, you can manipulate your photo if, if you're able to do that. I'm going to hit the read button, which is located on the bottom right-hand corner of the page. Read button. Okay, so now we're waiting on the optical character recognition engine to go to work and tell us if it recognizes anything. This particular program, Text Grabber, and the phone beeped, as you heard, and it said camera, which, may, which does mean that we did get a scan. The optical character recognition engine that TextGrabber uses is called Abby. That's also the company name. Abby is, for those of you interested, is spelled A as in apple, B as in boy, another B as in boy, another Y as in yo-yo, um, and Y as in yo-yo again. And um, those of you with Mac computers may be familiar with this particular engine. If you want to try a program called Zoom Reader, that also uses this same optical character recognition scanning software engine. And okay, so let's see what we've got. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the whole entire screen just so you can hear what's on, what other buttons that there are. Camera button. Settings light button. November 10th, 2011. N. Housing the Ryan Mupoy Warrior Homeyer. Carrot S authorized installer. Is to E carrot C carrot C L improvement pi. 7 carrot C carrot A on your service level F. Your installation you have questions or con carrot carrot. U.S. installation group. Gary Morris. General manager. Carrot I am 623-434-7566. Carrot carrot. Fax 623-434-7584. Cell 602-448-8068. Vertical line C. Carrot moms at us installations. Corn. Installation sir carrot Vimi. To strive for excellence by tag. You will retire carrot I. 11 half the degree sign PP or nitty to rate T. Carrot P as for matchy carrot ML 10 if at any time you ha. 10 office at W carrot JLL 10 on your survey. Please can ta. 1277 X 12. Carrot I 6 2 3 4 3 4 7 5 6 6. Okay, I'm going to stop that. Now, as you can hear, there are some definite errors. It's not 100% perfect. Um, now, again, this was a piece of paper in my husband's pocket, and I know what this is now. We had. Um, some new carpet installed the other day because we had a flood. And this is the paper that we're supposed to fill out, um, which is a survey of their workmanship. And so granted, it didn't read me the whole survey, but I was able to read enough to determine exactly what this paper is. And for my purposes, this was good enough. Now, those of you who have a 4S camera, you may have better results than me. I don't think in, in other demonstrations that I've heard of these things, they're not 100% perfect, but um, the potential really is there so that at some point down the road, the more that the camera improves and, and the better techniques that can be developed to figure out how you can take a better picture, the better off that the scans are going to come out. Now, from this point, I'm going to show you really quickly that there, there's uh, menu options, and the menu button is located on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. Menu button. Menu close. It says menu close, but the menu is actually open. And our text is still on the screen, but on the bottom portion of the screen is superimposed the menu choices. There's about three row of buttons, and there's copy. History button. Copy. There's copy right above the history button. 
And if you've one finger flick to the left or right, it'll move you around these buttons. Email. I one finger flick to the right, it took me to the email button. Um, if I double tap this, what'll happen is it will take me to a screen. And the only thing I would need to do would be to fill in the two fields. And it would take the top line of text that was scanned, put that in the subject line, take the rest of the text, put it in the body of the message, um, and I can use my address book to find people's addresses if I need to, and then just hit the send button, and this would send it off as an email. Message. I can send it as a message, either SMS or a text message. That's also there. Dictionary. There's dictionary, so if I highlight any words, I can get those to um, get the you know dictionary to look them up. Menu close. But dictionary. Message. I'm going to go the other way back to the right. Email. Copy. Link close. But SMS. Button. Mail. Button. Copy. Button. And there's some other choices on here. The menus are a little bit squirrely because there is Evernote. an Evernote button. You could send this as your status. I don't know anything about Evernote. There's a Twitter button. You can send your document as your status on Twitter or Facebook. So those options are here on the menu as well. Um, I'm going to close the menu now menu close. by double tapping with one finger on the bottom right hand corner of the screen. Menu close. Menu. And I don't want to do anything to this text. This text is still here. If I close this program and, and turned off my phone and came back later, this text would be in the history portion. And also keep in mind, too, one of the nice things about Text Grabber is when you take an image, whether or not the image is scanned, comes out as a good text scan, it does automatically by default save any pictures that you take into your camera roll. There is a toggle switch in settings that will allow you to um, not save the images that you take. I don't want all these crazy pages that are in focus or not in focus. Um, so I've changed my settings so that I don't have to go back and delete these pictures. So at this point, I want to go back to where I can take a new picture. November camera button. And all I have to do that is press the camera button, and that will take me back to the original screen that loads when you start TextGrabber. And I'm going to grab a piece of mail. And again, there really is a big learning curve to using this application that takes a lot of practice to figure out, one, how to hold the phone and where the best place to do it. Plus, sometimes if you're scanning an 8x11 piece of paper, it might not catch the whole thing. Maybe it'll only scan the bottom. Um, what I would encourage you to do is to try working with a document that you already know, um, just so that you have an idea when you're scanning. Obviously, the point of this is to be able to read something that you don't know what it is, but when you're first learning how to do it, um, I would encourage you to start with something you know. That way you can make a better judgment as to how you're holding the camera or how you're positioning the camera in case, you know, maybe you're only getting the top of the page or just the bottom. Okay, so I've positioned the page again on my keyboard tray, and I'm going to hit camera dark. And now I'm going to hit read, so it will try and run the software. And we'll wait and see what happens.
As I mentioned before, there are a couple of other optical character recognition scan and read programs that you can get on your iPhone. One that is the most expensive that I've found so far. And that beep let us know that we've got some text, but let me finish my thought real quick, is called Zoom Reader. I mentioned Zoom Reader earlier, and those of you with low vision may find it beneficial in that you it gives you the ability, once you've taken a picture, to, or to, well, I don't know if it will let you do it while you're focusing, trying to get the picture in the view, um, or whether it does it after you take the picture, but it does allow you to magnify the text up to four times its original size and also gives you some ability to manipulate the fonts. So if you need a different color contrast when you're reading, you may find that beneficial. Those of you who um, have no vision may find Say Text a possible option. It's another program. It is free. Say Text is spelled all one word, by the way. And um, I tried it and I could never get it to recognize anything. So I don't know if it was me or the quality of the camera, um, but it is a free application. The other one I found is called Prismo. It's spelled P is in Paul, R I Z is in Zombie, M is in Michael, O as in Oscar. There's actually a podcast available on iBlink Radio under the Creative Solutions. Um, is the show name. It's done by um, someone named Lisa Salinger, and it's her podcast number two, and she reviews Prismo um, there. So if you want to hear a review of that, there's where to find it. When I was doing research for this on the App Store, I came across something called Photo Pro Translation. It's another program that is similar to what I'm demonstrating today. I haven't tried it, and um, it's similar in price to the one that I'm working on about 4.95. So you definitely have options if you want to try this out. Let's see what the um, engine came up with as far as our text on this document goes. I'm going to read this screen. Camera button settings light button November 10th 2011 N Veterinary Clinic They Will Scan Incorporated Bullet Eye Carrot 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 Code will be used by Home AgaJN to retrieve your contact in format and reunite you with your pet. Home again helps you search. If your pet gets lost, home again and then, tell it. Lost pet alerts to veterinarians, shelters, and volunteer pet rescuers and the carrot registered sign of W carrot E. Provides a lost pet poster that you can print and post in the netbooks. See, much more. 24F7 emergency medical information hotline. M emergency H2 A. W. Carrot W carrot. T. Y licensed ASPCA detenants. A carrot. U value. Translate. Okay, I'm going to stop that here. Now I know what this is. This is actually a renewal statement for home again, which is a pet recovery service and um, I do know since I was looking at this page earlier to practice on it before trying to scan this um, was that it did miss the top of the page um, so this would you know this is why I tell tell people to try and start with something that they're more familiar with because you you get an idea of what it's missing and what it's not um, if I were going to do this again, I would probably, you know, try and reposition the camera, maybe move it over to the left or to the right a little more um, to see if I could get a better scan out of it. But I was able to tell what this was. And in my experience, I, when I did my Verizon bill and my insurance bill, I could tell what the pieces of paper were. I might not have been able to find out, you know, how much it cost. And most of the time I could get the contact information, which is really what I wanted it for was, you know, obviously to be able to read my mail. So um, as I said, those of you who have for 
a 4S camera, you might be able to get better results than what I've gotten. Um, I'm still going to keep this app on my phone. And still, I'm going to continue to play around with it to see if there's more things that I can do to get a better picture. So hopefully that gives you an idea of how this software works. And um, if you haven't tried it already, maybe um, it'll give you a try. It has one. I just can't believe how great a potential that this has in terms of, um, you know, what you can do out in public. You know, you go to a bookstore or a library and try it there. Um, to just be able to, to go anywhere and pick up a piece of paper and try and read it. Um, I wish that I could have gotten a, a 100% perfect scan, and there have been times when I've done this and it's scanned better than it has today. Um, ergo, it is inconsistent. Um, but the potential is, is here, and I would really encourage folks to try it out. So again, what I reviewed today was called Text Grabber, all one word. If you want to reach me or make any comments to me about this review, you can find me on Twitter, and my username there is Lisa E. Brooks, L-I-S as in Sam, E-B as in boy, R-O-O-K-S as in Sam. Thank you. I hope you found this useful. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. I'm here today to invite you, the listener, to submit to Main Menu. Do you have an accessible game? appliance, piece of software, hardware device, or anything else that you would like to demo that you have not heard about here on Main Menu? If so, are you interested in submitting a review of this product to Main Menu? If so, please first email mainmenu at acbradio.org. In that email, make sure to tell us what you would like to cover for Main Menu. If this is a topic that we are interested in and has not been recently covered, we will be glad to have you submit this piece to the show. Begin to record your piece by eliminating all background noise, including TVs, radios, other people talking, loud fans, etc. If applicable, turn down the speech rate on the device that you are demoing. Once you have recorded your file, it is recommended that you edit the submission. If you can save your file in MP3 format, please encode your file at 128 kbps, 44.1 kilohertz, stereo. If you must use another format, bit rate, or sampling rate, we can take care of the conversion for you. However, we recommend that you get your submission to us in the format previously mentioned. It is also recommended that you edit your piece. This may include editing out long pauses, mistakes, a lot of ums, or other fumble words. If you are not able to edit your piece but you feel it needs edited, please email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org and someone on the Main Menu production team can edit your submission for you. You can also contact the production team by visiting mainmenu.acbradio.org and clicking on the staff directory link. Once you have your file ready, please contact us at the email address previously mentioned, and we will let you know how to get your submission to us, and we will also let you know when it will be able to be aired on the show. We appreciate your continued interest and support in ACB Radio's main menu, and we look forward to hearing you on the show. concludes this week's edition of Main Menu. We hope that you have enjoyed the program and that it has helped you. 
If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, or if you would like to contribute something to the show, you can contact us on our website at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. On behalf of David Tanner and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Chase Crispin. Have a great week.